Welcome to Simply Cyber. What's up, everybody? Let's get this party started, shall we? Good morning, folks. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, three days to Christmas, four days to Boxing Day. Welcome to episode number 267 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cyber news stories of the day and providing my expert analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break in the industry, there's going to be value for you here no matter what. Shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors before we get into the news. And before we get into shout out to the stream sponsor, I want to say shout out and just great job, Haircut Fish. Dan Reardon celebrating. Big offer. Accepted jobs everywhere christmas Whew. and it's thursday so we got meme of the week today all right let's get into the stream sponsors want to thank them wholeheartedly starting off with our good friend eric taylor and barricade cyber solutions barricade cyber solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated hard-working business owners into turmoil but Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Believe that. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. <clears throat> Link in the description below if you can't hear me or it, it doesn't make sense. This is the website. I say it all the time. Like 90% of people that call Eric, uh, it's when their, their business is actually on fire. May I make a suggestion? Get on his calendar, which is right here. Set up a, a, like an easy phone call with him and just talk about your business, right? It's not like you get into some sales funnel where he's all up your butt. Like, it's more like, hey, what's your business? Can I help you? Here's what I've seen. Like, good talk, high fives. Keep me in your speed dial, right? All right, also wanna say what's up to the stream sponsor, Recon InfoSec with their MDR service offering. If you're in need of a service that provides your organization 24 seven, round the clock, manage detection and response, MDR. Like basically, if you're in charge of InfoSec at your business and you don't sleep well because of that, you might want to consider an MDR service like Recon InfoSecs. Their transparent offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum SecOps to organizations of any size, and they provide direct access to the Recon's team of experienced SOC analysts, engineers, and architects, and their fully managed SIM and SOAR Artemis. It's a phenomenal platform. It gives you full visibility into their environment and even gives you insight into investigations worked by the Recon SOC 
team. Check out reconinfosec.com. Links in the description below. I think the link in the description below has some type of flag on it so they know that you came from Simply Cyber, but I don't even care. If you, if you want MDR service, if you need help, if you want basically a full staff of security people on your team, but you can't pay for, like you can't get funding for one FTE, MDR is really the solution for that. All right, what's up, Kimberly can fix it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. That's right, congrats, haircut fish on the new job. Guys, I'm telling you, can, there's no easy button. Hard work, consistency, networking, it, it works, it works. It's not easy. But it, it works. I want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications like CISP, CISA, CISM, each episode of the Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE, which sounds like, oh my God, I don't even get out of bed for less than one CPE. Here's the deal. They stack, right? Two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to say what's up in chat like Shane Prevost just did. Good morning, all. George Strasberger just did. Congratulations. By saying what's up in chat, you're burning yourself into the stream because I don't take these down. You're right there. You're part of the show. Anybody questions whether or not you were there, this is how you're going to prove it. Also, if you're watching on replay, drop a comment in there. Hashtag team replay. It gets timestamped, folks. It's called auditable forensically sound evidence. This is right up in our wheelhouse, peoples. All right. So what's up? Enjoy that. If you are consuming it on a, your audio podcast app of choice, that's completely possible. Um, your your defense for uh, consuming CPEs might be a little shakier because you can't document that. But all of these firms have like an ethical obligation or an ethical uh, agreement that you agree to. So, I mean, if they question, if you say you're listening to it and you are and they question it, then they're questioning your integrity. And then we, okay, yes, haircut fish. With the early drop of the tinfoil hat, I, I jumped right into uh, conspiracy theories. We've got a new emote for the squad members, y'all. Check it out. Uh, we've been dropping bombs. Lately, we've got Hacker Man, Hacker Man with keyboard. So we got two varieties of Hacker Man. Um, and we've got Snake Eyes and Jerry with the tinfoil hat whenever I start going off script here. <laughs> um, Again, guys, the emo unlocks keep dropping. So if you have thoughts, if things come up, haircut fish, keep an eye out if you would. Um, we've got another slot to fill. We're not just dropping emotes for the sake of emotes. They have to make sense for our community, but just know that it's there. All right. Now, if you're here just for the news and you're like, Jerry, what's up with all this jaw jacking? I've got uh, good news and bad news for you. If you're The good news is if you're watching on replay, you can jump ahead. The bad news is... If you are live and you do not like um, a minute and a half of me saying hi to people, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go get a cup of coffee. Pause it and go get a cup of coffee. All right. Let's throw this script away. Let's say what's up to people. Hey, Alfredo. Good to see you gaming with the cat up in here. Burke or soy with the coffee. Oi, oi, oi. I'm with you, man. Hey, Terrace Billingsley. Rich 464 is in the house. Love Cybersecurity Central. We got the live stream Thursdays. Yes, we're going to have Mick Douglas on later today. I'm super pumped about that. Here's my man Mick right here. This dude is brilliant. You want to talk about one of... I feel like if you know, you know. But if you don't know, because like John Strand, Dave Kennedy, like, they, you know, there's some really big personalities, like like good guy, like good personalities. Uh, Leslie Carhartt. Uh, Alyssa Knight, like there's some really big, well-known people in the InfoSec game. And I feel like Mick Douglas 
is not as well known, but this dude is awesome. You want to talk about someone who knows what they're talking about and has a lot of great thoughts. Mick's going to be the guest later today. You're definitely going to want to check that out. Believe that. 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Cyber Munchkin's got the day off. Well, settle in, Cyber Munchkin, because there's a great day of content teed up for you. Hey, Sid Nair from Glasgow. Good to see you. Hey, James McQuiggan's in the house. Good to see you, James. I'll take a, a cheers to you, my friend. Happy Thursday. Merry Christmas, James. Oh, my God. Yep. Mick Douglas, man. Great guy. You guys are going to love him later today. All right. So that's that's uh, that's it. We're going to catch up at the mid-roll. But right now, let us do our... Let us do what we're here to do, right? Oh, okay. We can do we can do Christmas jokes at the end there. Uh, final thing, too, guys. Just, uh, you know, I'm, we've got the meme Thursday, which I'm super excited about. Also, uh, right after this stream ends... Advent of Cyber, this guy, Simply Cybers, got the day, today's day, and we're going to be jumping into that as well. All right, so let's get into the news, y'all. From the CISO series, it's Cybersecurity Headlines. It's Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. FBI warns of malware in search ads. A new public service announcement from the law enforcement agency warned of threat actors purchasing ads in search engines that spoof legitimate businesses and services. These link back to malicious sites that prompt downloads with names that indicate the software relates to the spoofed company. Instead, these act as phishing platforms targeting financial and cryptocurrency transactions. The FBI clarified that search engine ads aren't inherently malicious, but users should use caution when accessing sites through search ads. All right. Take a good look, people, because if you sign up for the newsletter, this is going to be your end user uh, story. Okay, so first of all, FBI, let's let's do the to the uh, the uh, obligatory. All right, so the FBI's warning, guys, this is not a new attack at all. Um, at the height of the pandemic's early, um, you know, the, the the first wave of the pandemic when everybody was downloading Zoom. Um, threat actors did exactly this. Okay, here's the deal. I, and by the way, this is one of those ones where as much as I, threat actors, I do hat tip them, uh, because you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's novel and it's smart. Okay, guys. So when you Google anything, right, as, as we're all well aware, cause we all Google or Bing or duck duck or whatever, right? When you Google something, the first three or four results are ads. And that's why Google you know, is a fortune three company, right? Alphabet. Well, if a threat actor has enough money, they can just buy those ads. It's not like, it's not like when they're buying them, they're, they're dressed in trench coats and they're meeting Google executives in a dark alley. And they're like, Hey, here's some cash. Like put my search at the top. No, it's not. It's, they just look like a legit business. Google deals with probably tens of thousands, if not more businesses with the Google search engine ads and stuff like that. So what, well, all they do is, you know, uh, to use zoom as the example, um, they had a fake zoom, uh, installation file. It looked just like zoom. When you Googled it, uh, the search came up, it looked like zoom. You go to it. It's a fake landing page. Looks like zoom. You download the installer. Looks like zoom. You install it. It's not Zoom. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know if they had a Trojanized version because you, you can do that where you still have the installer and you just bake in your own like info stealers and malware and stuff like that. But this technique is, is not novel. Okay. 
Um, so it sounds like they're also doing phishing landing pages. So if you want to harvest data, I think if you're going to invest the money, because Google search is not cheap, guys. Like talk to any business, right? Talk to any business about how much it costs to get into Google search, like to legit get into Google search. And they'll tell you it's disgustingly expensive. That's why you don't see like small mom and pop businesses showing up in Google search, right? It's only the big ones. So um, if you were gonna, if you were going to be a criminal and invest that amount of money, oh, hold on, hold on. Great cash, homie. Shoot. If you were gonna invest that amount of money, then you definitely are gonna wanna push malware, right? Like getting creds is not, it, to me, getting creds is not that valuable because you don't know who's going to fall for that fish. You can't control who's searching for what. You're just casting kind of a, a, a bear trap, if you will, and waiting for someone to walk into it. So to me, return on your investment, the value of your criminal dollar needs to go into malware, either info stealers to get someone's uh, crypto wallet so you can reimburse yourself for your <laughs> your investment. Um, again, I'm not promoting criminal activity. I'm just telling you what the mindset of the criminal would be doing this because this is not cheap. It has to be well-funded, okay? So the TLDR here is educate your end users. Like no matter what I Google for, I, I scroll past the ads and then start looking at the results that are not ad-driven simply because I have zero faith in the results that are the ads because of things like this. So educate your end users to skip the ads. I know I know big businesses don't want to hear that, but it, you know what? Threat actors ruined it for everybody. Guardian hit with suspected ransomware. The British newspaper stalwart confirmed a serious IT incident hit its systems over the last 24 hours suspecting a ransomware attack. Online publishing remains unaffected, but it shifted to remote work as it experienced disruption behind the scenes. The paper remains confident it can produce a print edition for December 22nd. No word if any data was stolen, if there has been a ransom demand, or what group orchestrated the attack. attack All right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, all right. So, you guys, like, any 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 takers? Anyone, anyone want to – should we, like – do a do a uh, like squares you know what i mean like like you know how like a, uh they'll do like gambling squares like you know lockbit is one square and black cats one square and lapsus groups another square we could we could do a fundraiser or something like that a anyways um again guys whenever these stories pop up i really need a sound effect for ransomware um it is just what it is like it sucks okay the guardian is a really well known big paper in uh england but it could have been, you know, uh, the L.A. County School District a couple weeks ago, or it could have been the Baltimore government a few years ago, or it could be some small one-physician medical clinic out in Santa Fe. Ransomware is indiscriminate about who they attack, right? I mean, some of the some of the actors will target not healthcare. Some of them will specifically target big game, large large businesses and stuff like that. But by and large, people. Ransomware is a close your eyes and just spray with the with with the the, the gun just and like whatever you hit is it's a win right and there's so much game out there that sadly ransomware actors continue to succeed like we see a story a day like I literally I I'm doing a talk in um April um April 20th, actually, which, you know, if you're into that, like, uh, like that's so funny, right? 420, but, but I'm doing a talk on April 20th, uh, for this company. And they're like, we want you to talk about ransomware. I'm like, all right. And they're like, well, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, 
I'm like, well, you know, I'll do some use cases and stuff like that. They're like, which use case? I'm like, bro, don't even sweat it. I said, literally on the 19th, I will just Google who got ransomware today and there will be something there. I will give you will, I will give you a very timely example. And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, bruh, like, I, I, trust me, I got this. Okay. So like, this is, I'm so desensitized to this that it sucks. I probably need a sound effect so I don't have to repeat myself to say this. Guys, you don't protect against a specific variant of ransomware. You implement foundational information security and then uh, test it for resiliency, all right? Assume, have a tabletop and assume you got ransomware. Can you get to your backups? How long are you down? Who has the skills to be able to restore from the backups? Is that one person? What if they're out for holiday, right? All the standard stuff, guys. Like there's no... Here's two secrets. One, there's no easy button in cybersecurity. Even once you get the job, you have to continue working. There's no, like, it's a, you go and you just keep working. There's no easy button. Second of all, there's no, like, secret, like, revealed when you, like, five years into the industry. It's a lot of fundamental foundational stuff. That gets you 80% of the way. And then the other 20% is like, you know, industry specific or like really, you know, fine tuned detection engineering and crap like that, right? Do, do the fundamentals. The problem is a lot of businesses don't want to invest in the fundamentals of the business side doesn't understand the fundamentals. Please grab Okta source code. The authentication service provider disclosed a malicious actor accessed its private GitHub repositories this month. According to email notifications seen by bleeping computer, the incident resulted in stolen source code. Okta says the attackers did not gain access to its services or customer data and that it does not rely on source code as a means to secure its services. The access repositories appear related to Okta Workforce Identity Cloud, not its Auth0 Customer Identity Cloud product. This year, Okta also disclosed a breach of its administrative consoles and customer data back in January and a leak of older Auth0 source code in September. All right. All right. This is a problem, okay? <laughs> All right, I, now Okta is a um, Okta is like a federated authentication solution, right? They have multi-factor authentication. I believe also, like you know how like if you go to a website, and it's like create an account or sign in with Google, sign in with Facebook. Like Okta, it, you could sign in with Okta. Not, not that you see that on like commercial systems, but for integrating your organization into other organizations' cloud service offerings you can use Okta. So like Okta's all around access. And in 2022, when everybody's you know, banging their chest about zero trust architecture, the whole thing is the user, the access, the, the, the account accessing things, right? That's what you're really trying to secure. Although you should secure all the things. Like the, the, the big fat perimeter, it, it doesn't exist anymore, okay? So this is important. Now Okta said that their business uh, was not hacked and like the technologies they used to protect their systems was not uh, compromised just the source code of something in their solution set here's the problem okay and octa should be concerned about this if you get source code you can you can look at it and find vulnerabilities right a lot of times criminals hackers whatever you want to call them will get a binary and then drop it in a disassembler like Ida or something like that and kind of look at it. Maybe they drop it in a debugger and watch it execute. Like it's, it's very, very, very detailed technical work where you're looking at how things are going into registers, how memory is being freed up on the stack and stuff. 
Anyways, the whole value of doing that is that you can discover weaknesses. You can find use after free bugs. You can find buffer overflows. You can find stuff like that, right? Well, if you have the source code, it's way easier. You, like, I mean, you still have to know what you're doing and still look around, but you don't need to goof around in assembly, right? You can look at the source code. You can see what's going on. The reason that this is concerning is if, if, the, if the criminals or whomever have the, the talent to understand and figure out where this is, this could lead to zero days in Okta's, whatever the solution the source code was. And if you have a zero day in something that controls access for large enterprises globally, you know, that's, first of all, that's very valuable to, um, someone with money who wants access, right? So now the now the threat actors have a um, really, really expensive item in their online shop. And, you know, Okta, personally, if it gets out, Okta is going to be, um, it's going to take a huge hit, right? So obviously Okta is doing damage control from a PR perspective. I am slightly speculating. So a little tinfoil hat action, if you will, please. But I don't know what parts of their source code got taken. They have lots of products, okay? So it's not like they just have Notepad++ and like, that's it, right? So I don't know. I just know, mark my words, there is potential for some type of zero-day vuln for Okta in the next six to 12 months, right? You know, that's a small, small suggestion, small idea. Plant it right over here. I won't forget it. I'll remind you guys, but I won't remember that what day I said this. But dude, this isn't good. And that's why they want the source code, by the way. It's not so they can have a competing product for Okta. Echo leaked sensitive data for over 500 days. Researchers at Cyber News discovered that the global shoe manufacturer and retailer Echo left a Kibana instance exposed online, holding a combined 60 gigabytes of sensitive sales and system data in Elasticsearch. Anyone with access could view, edit, copy, or delete the data. A misconfiguration error allowed anyone to access the data through its API. Historical data shows it was accessible as of June 4, 2021. Cyber News contacted Echo about the error ahead of the story. They never received a reply, but the instance was taken offline ahead of publishing. All right. So, I mean, this seems to be happening more and more um, regularly. Um, so a, a misconfigured, it, I don't know if it says AWS or not, but it did. Well, they didn't say AWS, but a misconfigured database that was publicly facing allowed anyone to, you know, add, delete, modify data in the database. Guys, two things. One, one, having this publicly facing, right, misconfigured. Okay, I'm willing to understand that. I'm not happy about it, but I'm willing to understand that. Crap happens. The fact that it was available for 500 plus days, which means over a year, right, obviously, um, that's kind of gross. Like you guys, like no one's, no one's doing any type of regular check, like even once a year of your, <laughs> of your external facing footprint. That's a problem. Attack surface reduction. Anyone hint, hint, right? Third, uh, third thing that I would say about this and this one, I do not find acceptable. Okay. Like, I don't find it acceptable that it's publicly facing, but I'm willing to understand because crap happens. What is not okay is that anyone could modify the data, add, delete, or modify. What in the hell are you talking about? 
Like, dude, that means that, like, I don't know what database they're using, but basically there was no authorization. There was no, there was no authentication, which means anyone could do it. There's no authorization, so anyone could do anything. It's like right-click permissions, everyone, everything. Full access. That is horrible business practice to allow anyone to update or modify or delete anything in a database. That's insane. That is that is insane. I don't even understand how that could even happen. I like I'm, I get how it could happen. Obviously, it's just yeah, you plug it in, jam it in there, turn it on, thumbs up, go get a taco. I, I, I'm I'm beside myself. Like that is ridiculous. Like you like that is. I. I I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's insane. Think about that for a second. Think about it. There, You put anything, anything on the internet, anything. And think of any system, right? And you allow anyone to do anything to it. You don't even do that with a lab system, let alone this company's, like, sensitive database. They're a huge company, too, man. Bruh. Now a word from our sponsor, Tynes. Tis the season for more alerts and fewer resources available to manage them. But you can still be jolly with Tynes. Tynes eliminates the need for security teams to waste time on repetitive manual tasks. Powered by a no-code approach, security teams create and maintain powerful automations that deliver immediate results. Visit Tynes.com to learn more. That's T-I-N-E-S dot com. All right. It's the mid-roll, so Yuffie. let's take a quick minute here. And let me say cheers and thank you to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber Solution, Recon InfoSec. Genuinely appreciate all they do. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, if you're finding it educational, entertaining, good networking, part of your day, part of your new routine, take five seconds, please, and hit the like button. It is an easy way to tell me that you A, appreciate this show, and B, the real reason I'm asking is because if you do it, the YouTube algorithm will be like, oh, people who watch cybersecurity content like this content. Let me go tell other people who like cybersecurity content who don't know about this channel, about this channel. And that's how we grow our community and it's how we get more people in here uh, networking and having good times and sharing wins with each other. So hit that like button if you would. I wanna remind everybody, if you didn't hear, I dropped a new content, three new lectures, one on NIST risk management framework, one is the audit lab, hands-on, the other is the risk assessment lab, hands-on. If you already have access to the GRC Analyst Masterclass, then you get access to this. If you've been on the fence about getting it, then this is another reason to do it. I've seen a couple people, Peter McKinnon made an appearance. He took the content, said some nice things on stream or on LinkedIn about it. So um, guys, make some time, go check out that new content. I'm very, very happy with it. I've been promising it for a while and uh, it's been delivered. Reminder at 4.30 p.m. later today, Eastern. So like, I don't know, six hours from now, eight hours from now, eight hours from now, Mick Douglas, SANS instructor, Managing partner in InfoSec Innovations and a really awesome guy is going to be coming on. We'll start with Stop Thinking of Miter Attack as a Silver Bullet, but we will go wherever the wind takes us. It's going to be a very fun, very engaging stream. Yes, Nathan Boland, the channel, the stream, 
is, I mean, the content, as you can see here, it's both this Simply Cyber School and TCM. I, I keep Simply Cyber School and TCM consistent. They are always going to be the same, okay? You don't get benefit from one over the other. All right, guys, it is Thursday, which means only one thing. The recently hired, he's not on the market anymore, haircut fish, meme of the week. The Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. It's fun and educational. Buenos noches, friends. Ah. Uh. Love it, love it, love it. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all of you. All right, haircut fish, knocking it out of the park as usual. All right, as the la la laws come in, let's go ahead and move into, back into the news, all right? Thank you, Andrew Nakamura. Um, James McQuiggan, you want to drop one one uh, Christmas dad joke real quick at the mid-roll, and then we'll do the la-la-las, and then we'll grab the second one at the end of the stream. Tom Pike, holy crap. Tom Pike's in the house, people. Woo! La, 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 la. Why is a broken drum a great Christmas present? You can't beat it. You know what? James McQuiggan's got a point, everybody. All right, let's keep going here. Make security changes. Eufy security cameras made a name for themselves by promising that data would be stored locally with end-to-end -end encryption. Earlier this year, security researchers discovered that unencrypted feeds of its cameras could be accessed and that thumbnails of camera images were uploaded to its cloud. Now, in a blog post, Anchor's Eufy security brand admitted its security live view feature has a security flaw. It claimed no user data had been exposed. The company also announced it will only allow viewing live streams through its secure web portal while logged in. The company will also advise users that they have a choice of local or cloud push notifications, enabling cloud push notifications uploads those thumbnails of a camera images to Eufy servers. Didn't hear about this. <clears throat> I didn't hear about this. I do. I will say I like Anchor as a company, um, but mostly I don't know about you guys. I have a couple um, portable speakers, Bluetooth speakers from Anchor, and I've got a you know portable battery thing uh, that's Anchor. Um, you know what I mean? Like one of these, one of these guys, right? But um, as far as security camera goes, I don't know about that. I don't know if they like bought the Eufy company and then. Uh, slapped an anchor label on it as part of some type of like business growth idea. And then Yuffie had a problem. Um, so I don't know if anyone was aware of this story or not, but essentially what I'm gathering is Yuffie had security cameras and there was a compromise and then they did a horrible job of managing the PR on it. No big deal. Okay, guys, if you take on um, networked security cameras, Networks meaning <clears throat> internet, right? If you have an internal CCTV system that records to some like VCR in your closet and it's not on the network, it's just the cameras are networked to the uh, central console, then yeah, you won't have any security issues. Other than that, you are taking on a certain level of risk by having those devices, right? Even this personal assistance like the Echoes and the um, Google Homes and stuff like that. Dude, there's been multiple stories where, you know, they find... Uh, people in 
like, well, it was Ukraine, but I mean, it doesn't matter that it was Ukraine, but just people not in your family uh, listening, eavesdropping on recordings, right? They say they're doing it for QAQC, but in reality, they're doing way more than they need to. Um, there's a really uh, funny, not funny, but there was a real interesting story <clears throat> of like, uh, you know, this this group in Ukraine that was outsourced to do QAQC on um on the echo devices and how it hears and everything. And basically they, they were listening to like a couple different, uh, couples lives, almost like it was like a soap opera. Like they, you know, they get to work and they'd like tune in to like what, you know, I don't know, like, you know, Carl and Linda, you know, like the couple that's like having like a tough marriage or something like that. Like, what do they do today? What do they do? You know what I mean? Like it was, it was kind of deplorable. So anyways, anything like that, you've got, you are taking on risk, not to mention, um, you know, obviously technical vulnerabilities that could be exploited or misconfigured systems. We just saw a misconfigured database or a huge company, right? People misconfigure their cameras all the time. We've seen gross things where like scumbags get into like kids ring cameras and then they're talking to the kids through the camera. So you just got to be mindful guys. Like Eufy obviously did a terrible job with this, but any security camera, I don't care if it's Eufy or whatever, Huawei, what, whatever, like you gotta be, you're taking on that risk. So do your risk assessment, make the decision, move forward. Ukraine intercepts Russian calls from the front. The Guardian highlighted that the Ukrainian military eavesdrops on calls made by Russian soldiers while on the front lines. These calls are made over personal cell phones by Russian soldiers, which end up going through a Ukrainian telecom provider, making it easy for the military to intercept. Earlier in the conflict, Russian communications often used open radio frequencies, resulting in leaked communications from military commands. Since the initial invasion, experts say Russian security has improved, but remains vulnerable due to the use of these consumer phones by soldiers. Some of these calls expose military intelligence, with Ukraine releasing any calls to the press that have propaganda value. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so this this happens. Um, and And guys, I mean, this is one of those ones where, like, the value of your infrastructure matters, okay? So a lot of times people aren't, or, you know, businesses, people aren't thinking about their, um, the infrastructure underneath, right? It's like, oh, I want to call, like, it's it's classic Carl, right? Call! Classic Carl. I, I want to make a call. I got a phone. Here's the call, blah, 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 blah. You're not thinking that, like, literally your data, like your voice communicating through the phone, packaged into data, transmitted out onto the network, and then received and translated back into audio to the recipient, that travels on a defined network. Um, um, so if whoever controls that network, um, they could access your stuff. Now, this, this is true even today with like web traffic. And that's why TLS encryption, HTTPS is so important. And that's why Let's Encrypt is like, bro, in 2022, no one should have HTTP, right? Because you're encrypting the data in transit because you can't control, you can't control um, the points in between you and your recipient, right? Russian soldiers, I mean, can't blame them. I mean, some of them are there not because they want to. Some of them aren't knowing any better. Obviously, they're not. The military either can't fund them with um, secure radios or, you know, the bad OPSEC, whatever it is. But, I mean, they're making phone calls and th they're easy to intercept, right? There's probably... Not only are they getting military intelligence from, like, what's the mission or what's going on, but all think about this also. If, like, 
they can use triangulation to see where the phones are, right? So if there's a bunch of guys over here making phone calls, they're not hidden. They're, they're like, they might as well put on one of those, you know, those Minecraft beacon things that like, I don't, I don't play Minecraft, but my kids do. It's like, there's like this thing in Minecraft that like it beacons and there's just like a light that goes up into the sky. It's huge. Um, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're painting yourself. Um, and then making calls on open radio communication, like that's like Wi-Fi hacking 101. Like you basically just tune your radio in and there you go. Because when, when you're doing radio broadcast, it's literally just omni omnidirectionally blasting it out. So anyone that has the ability to tune in is going to hear it, right? Obviously, it's just a radio. We can all turn into tune into like 98.1 cat country. We can all listen to the same radio station, right? Except instead of it playing the greatest hits from yesterday and today, they're playing the greatest hits of Russian soldiers' trip movements. <laughs> so really bad OPSEC. Anyone that's former military is, or U.S. military is probably like retching to themselves about how terrible this is from a, a OPSEC perspective. The business of spam dark web markets. Sophos's Matt Wixey wrote up a look at a surprisingly coordinated scam involving the Genesis market. Genesis lives on the Tor network, but Wixie noticed ads for it in search engines and Reddit that showed a clearnet site. Rather than being invitation only like the real Genesis market, these sites asked for a $100 deposit for access paid in Monero or Bitcoin. Overall, the team discovered 20 similar sites registered between August 2021 and June 2022 that seemed to be operated by the same group, all imitating existing or now defunct dark web markets. Across all sites, the addresses received over $132,000 in cryptocurrency. Yeah. A look at cyber... Well, I mean, you got to be careful here. Okay, so here's the deal. There's no honor among thieves, right? Randock Gaming with the super chat. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Appreciate that. So thank you very much, Randock Gaming. Merry Christmas to you. So guys, here's the deal. There's no honor among thieves. If you rip off a criminal, what are they going to do? Go to the police? Hey, I had illegal money and someone stole it from me. I want justice. It's my money and I want it now, right? You call JG Wentworth maybe? No, you just suck it up and get, you got taken. Now, I will say like, if you do that to the wrong criminal, they're already operating with a, uh, you know, bent moral compass. So you could introduce some type of uh, like, you know, you know, scary, physical, life-threatening response if you rip off the wrong person, right? So you got to be mindful of that. But these scammers, man, they're doing the same, like literally, it's just the same attack that they would do on, you know, innocent victims like Carl, <laughs> right? Hey, here's a fake website that sells fake crap, but it's real. Buy now, right? It's, I mean, like it's literally just ripping off, except the victim, it's, it's a story because the victim is also a criminal. That's like the only thing interesting about this. But just know, this happens, man. Criminals, they don't care. I just told you that at the beginning of the show. They don't care who they rip off, man. They just want to get paid. Great cash, homie. Demand. According to a recent Kaspersky survey, reverse engineering malware took the top spot for skills InfoSec professionals wanted to advance in 2022. Looking at training session data, over 45% of participants showed interest in improving that skill. Meanwhile, 28% of participants took classes on Yara rules training, while 27% signed up for courses on incident response, malware analysis, and product security assessments. 
Overall, the report found that while the number of new cybersecurity programs grew rapidly, demand for cyber professionals still outstripped the supply of skilled workers. Just a reminder. All right. So let me do this really quickly. All right. So listen, on this story, uh, Kaspersky does research. They find reverse engineering the most in-demand skill. Now, a couple things here. One, they're saying reverse engineering for malware. But I want to point out, um, and I said this earlier with the Octa stuff, reverse engineering, yes, it is a skill that is useful <clears throat> in security operations, blue team ops, for being able to understand what the hell, what the heck this particular piece of malware did. But there's other ways to analyze it, right? Do, do analysis. You can, you know, throw it in a sandbox, look at what it's doing. A lot of, a lot of times you're, <clears throat> you're not going to reverse it, right? You just don't have time for that. You're going to look at what it does. Is this a problem? Yes, no, move on. Um, but security researchers, right? They said malware analysis, but security researchers, that's where reverse engineering really gets paid. Because if they take something like, I don't know, LastPass, uh, solution and they reverse it throw it in ida throw it in windabug look at the assembly see how it's moving things around identify buffer overflows identify use after free bugs right double fetch like that's where reversing is and that's where or or you could reverse a um like an iot firmware right use binwalk and like oh i found hard-coded uh admin creds for an account that isn't listed in the documentation bro right? Those are how you find zero days. And that's how you can get paid uh, through bug bounty programs, or <clears throat> I'm not suggesting anyone sell it on the dark web, but or, or to nation states. But my point is, reverse engineering has real value. And it's really difficult. It's, it's a very challenging skill to pick up and do well. Uh, and that's why it's in, most in demand. And I honestly, that's why I think but um, oh, what do we got here? Is this is this James? Who who just gifted that? I see James gifted that. I'm not sure exactly who that is, but James McQuiggan with the gift. James, thank you so much, guys. If you just got that gifted sub, you do have to click accept to accept the squad uh, the squad email. But thank you very much, James McQuiggan, good friend of the show, former guest, uh, for dropping that love. Um, long uh, they did say in the story a couple other skills that were highly valuable. Um, I didn't catch what they were, but, um, one was like product uh, assessment, which is the reason that that's in demand is because so many businesses are asking for it. Um, Yara rules training, so detection engineering, long story short guys, you could, if you're, if you're like looking to get in the industry, all right, there you go. Philip Martin. Thanks. James McQuiggan, Trent Johnson, picking up a, 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 the membership, Cody Bryant, paramedic to cyber. All right, guys, here's the deal. If you're looking to get into the industry or you're looking to like pivot to a higher paying job, look at this report. Reverse engineering should not, like in my opinion, that's not an entry level skill. That's a very technical, challenging skill. But there's other skills in this report that you can use to level up your game, focus your energy, and be able to uh, have more high paying, valuable skills. Guys, I want to remind you, hey now, hey now, Guess what's happening in a few minutes, y'all? Let me get some funky music. Guys, if you're here just for the uh, the news, the news is done. Thank you so much for being here. Hit the like button on your way out if you want to. Also, if you're regularly here and you're not a sub, consider hitting sub. 
Guys, advent of cyber. <clears throat> I am the day 22 advent of cyber. Look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me, look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. I'm running day 22 advent of cyber. It is going to open up in one minute. I, 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 I don't even have the right thumbnail here because I didn't want to reveal what my particular day was. Um, but I'm excited. I even took the time and effort to put in time markers in the show description. Uh, I hope you guys love it. Um, I tried to make the best of the topic as like as best as I could. Had some fun with it. Um, so please, please go check out Advent of Cyber. Yeah, the you missed it. The meme of the meme of the week was the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. It's fun and educational. Thank you, Haircut Fish. Yep. Love it, love it, love it. Two thumbs. Hey, Doris, good to see you, Germany. Uh, guys, really quick. Let me see if I can. Advent of Cyber, pulling it up. Let's do this. See if it's see if it's live. Boom, baby. There we are. Go on over to Advent of Cyber. Check it out. Hopefully this is the right. Uh... So the, the theme of the day is attack surface reduction. It should be live right now on uh, Try Hack Me. Very excited. I hope you guys enjoy it. Holler at me with some feedback if you, if you do. James McQuiggan, if you got another uh, Christmas joke, love to hear it. Why can't a Christmas tree knit? They keep dropping needles. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Guys, um, I also got some fun news. I talked to David Spark of um, CISO Series. He told me there's no podcast tomorrow. So guess what? There is a Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing tomorrow. So uh, we're going freestyle. Uh, so look out for that tomorrow. Advent of Cyber, day 22, it's live. Hop in there, have some fun. Going rogue. That's right, man. Freestyle. What's the question, InfoSec Kid? Yeah, there's only one flag to catch today. Oh, man, Rich 464. James McQuiggan, look at Rich 464's joke here. What does the gingerbread man do when it gets cold at night? Puts on another cookie sheet. What animal's best at wrapping gifts? I don't know. Which one? Santa loves the joke. God, you guys are killing it with the jokes. I thought we were going to have to audit McSkitty. No. What do I think of software engineering degrees? Yeah, they're valuable. Especially if you learn DevOps Junior, right? They're not cyber related, but if you learn DevOps like CI, CD, continuous integration, continued deployments, how to uh, build software that works on SaaS platforms and hooks into AWS infrastructure, a lot of value there. You can make bank. Straight cash, homie. I'm not telling you the flag, Adam. Come on, you gotta run through this thing. Link for AOC? Yeah, sure. Whoops. All right, there's Advent of Cyber. All right, guys. I'll let you guys go so everybody can go play Advent of Cyber. But um, thanks, for, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of it.
Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And I'm Infosec kid. I love it. All right. Hey, special thanks to the sponsors, uh, Recon Infosec and Barricade Cyber. Links in the description. Check them out. Great companies. I love them. Um, James McQuiggan, thanks for the, uh, for the squad uh, supports. Uh, Harish Kumar, thanks for being here. Shane Himes, for being here. Jenny Housley, always great to see you. Great to see you as always. Duke Norris. Duke, Jesus, man, shredded it. Duke shredded it. Thanks, Mark Lester. All right, everybody, be good. We'll see you tomorrow for the live stream. Freestyle. Enjoy the advent of cyber. I appreciate all of you. We'll see you tomorrow.